Truck Month is on now. Get 1.49% financing for up to 72 months on a 2022 Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Plus, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select trucks. Conditions apply. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to the Pesky Report, a podcast for Red Sox fans. Welcome, guys. It's episode 196 of the Pesky Report presented by Belly Up Sports. I'm Ed Hand, and I am joined with... What was the Sunday crew during the uh, 2022 season? Brandon. What up, what up? And Indubitably. The A-team <laughs> back together. The I know. We were, well, Fucking we're, A-team, Brandon, let's go! We were, list- so, we were listed as the A-team in our group chat, and then we started talking about how we were the A-team, so we were better than, you know, the other guys are clearly the B-team. So Brad, who is on... The uh, the other he was on the other group was the he team. didn't like that so he switched he made he changed us to the Met team so uh, yeah. but you know we know we know, we know who we really are at the end True. of the day in the in our heart of hearts we truly know yeah Hogdale's clearly our Mister T I think of the sure. team one hundred percent and Mr. man I I really need to get to work Brad actually hit me up a few weeks ago and asked me if I would come up with a new intro for uh getting ready for the next season and all that stuff and i've really been dragging my feet on it and then watching it today i realized wow jd's in there Uh, a couple other guys are are in our little intro video that probably need to be taken out so i'm gonna have some work to do in the the next days and weeks just to fuck with brad you should like do like the exact same one except replace like the dudes who are like are still currently on the team with guys from like an even older era like put like throw throw manny in there like randomly get, get, get Mookie Mookie on there. <laughs> yeah. um, or just put guys that like nobody really gets that excited about, like Ryan Brazier and Matt Barnes or something. Oh, don't even get me started on Ryan. Oh, Brazier. we're going to talk about he, that. How is he still on this team? We're going to talk about that. But um, before we go into the actual Red Sox talk, um, it's been a while, guys. Um, I actually last week recorded my first episode on uh, Baseball Isn't Boring with Rob Bradford. Uh, he uh, has brought me on. I'm actually recording again tonight after this. Um, as uh, he described the role as a free agency analyst. Um, basically what happened was I do my my free agency tracker every year. And I guess he read it and he liked it. And asked if I wanted to come on. Um, they just started, I think, three weeks ago. It's a daily podcast. Um, I know Joe Kelly, uh, the pitcher, was involved with its uh, starting, and he's been on a few episodes now. It's been 
a lot of fun to, you know, just get to talk about not just the Red Sox sometimes, you know, I'll be like, I'll do like my list of like, these are the top 25, uh, the top 25 relief pitchers. And somebody will be like, I don't think any of these will help the Red Sox. And it's like, okay, but this is just in general. <laughs> like this isn't, I'm not saying these are the top 25 prospects for the Red Sox. <laughs> what if you were? Oh man, that would be wild. If it was, <laughs> I also realized I just misspoke and said prospects, uh, but like the top 25 yes. relief pitchers who could Free help agents. the Red Sox. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could do that for, like, each individual team, but I really – I don't know anybody well enough except for uh, for the Red Sox system to really help with that. But um, anyway, yeah, that's been my uh, – that was my Thanksgiving. Uh, how how about you? How was is, how is your guys uh, – you guys get off work and school and all that? Uh, work, yes. School, no. School is uh, pretty much a constant for me right now trying to finish that up. But uh, I did get off work for a couple of days. My parents were in town visiting uh, us, and then we also had my wife's parents come over to the house for Thanksgiving. So it was uh, it was nice. We had the whole family together. Uh, liquor was consumed, so that's always a good good thing. And uh, no one got in a fight. So successful Thanksgiving. Holy trifecta! Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, same mean same deal. Mine. I got a four days off work. It was a just a nice relaxing weekend. My uncle came, swung by. It was great. Is your uncle local, or did he have to like fly in? No, he flew in. Uh, he's a uh, he lives in Texas right now. Oh man, the whole hog family there. Yeah, most of the rest of them are scattered around. That's so, my my, fam- my family is so small. It's like I saw like my aunt and uncle in New Jersey. That's literally it. Let me ask, like, when you guys do family Thanksgivings and stuff, do you have? just the traditional Thanksgiving fixings or is there like a couple things that your family does that's special that like not, not many other people get to do? Yeah. I mean, I, um, I, I, you know, this is going to get me a lot of hate, but I'm not a big Thanksgiving food fan. I don't really Mm -hmm. care for any of it. Um, I guess I like the stuffing well enough. Like that's fine, but I'm not a big Turkey person. Um, so the two things that my family will do is um, they'll do – my mom will do, like, pigs in the blanket um, where she takes a hot dog and puts it in one of those uh, Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. That's uh, – those are pretty good. And then she'll also make a brisket because we're uh, we're pretty Jewish. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the reason I ask is because I also am not a very big turkey guy. We, we typically get, like, the little uh, – just the butterball turkey breast – not the full bird. And we'll do that just to have the, the, a few little slices of Turkey for anybody that wants it. But the main course at ours was uh, a barbecue brisket. And my, my in-laws also brought lumpia. And I'm not that. Yeah. I'm not sure if any of our listeners really, maybe some are familiar, but lumpia is a traditional Filipino, um, like egg roll basically. But instead of, like the cabbage and all that stuff, it's stuffed full of meat. So basically think about steak inside of an egg roll. Oh my God, that sounds good. They are amazing. And I ate about a hundred of them. <laughs> Hell yeah. What about you, Hogdale? What do you guys do? I feel like you, I, I just imagine you guys are like an American Gothic type family. Like your dad and mom are like the farmers from that painting. Hundred no, not even close. My dad's from like just outside of Boston. Like he's so he's 
uh, that kind of guy. And my mom did not grow up anywhere near a farm. Like she lived in a nice little town, you know, nice little small town. Uh, our Thanksgiving's very vanilla though. Like we have all the regular hallmark staples of like a Thanksgiving, you know, in terms of food, nothing really too adventurous. Yeah, it's same. I'm personally also not a big fan of like uh, most Thanksgiving food, but it's a, I'll partake because you know why not? Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, it's not like we're having that stuff any other time of the year, so I can see like if it's around, like what the hell? But yeah, so happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to all of uh, people listening to to us. We're very appreciative. Um, you know, there was a little bit of Thanksgiving uh, news for the Red Sox too. There were three moves that were made. Um, do you guys how, – how do you want to go over them? Do you want to do smallest to largest? Yeah, just spit them out, however. However you okay, want to so do they, it. Okay, so there was a minor league signing, uh, Narciso Crook. We're not going to talk much about him. Great name. Going to be playing at AAA. Uh, wish he still more bases for a guy with the last name Crook. Yeah, I was about to say the same. Great name if you can steal a lot of bases. Otherwise, it just seems kind of like you're just stealing the money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, little bit of column A, little bit of column B. Uh, but he's going to be an outfielder at AAA, which makes a lot of sense because they don't have a ton of outfield depth. Um, after Before that, though, uh, kind of out of nowhere, they signed left-handed reliever uh, Jolie Rodriguez. Um, there was no – apparently they actually had signed him the day before and no reporters found out about this. So the Red Sox just were like, oh, okay, I guess we can just announce this ourselves. So they did. Um, The only other team I've seen do that is uh, the Braves. So um, what did did you guys think of this uh, signing left-handed reliever? Uh, First, got to say, imagine how much it just sucks being on the Red Sox beat right now. Because they run such a unbelievably tight ship. Like, nothing comes out. Like, barely even any rumors come out. And it's like, oh, yeah. We, we signed this guy. Didn't bother to really tell any of you. You just, you know, check the fucking you know, transaction wire. So that, uh, I feel for the the beat reporters out there for the Reds, for the Red Sox, just a absolute tragedy. The signing itself is a good pickup. Solid. Uh, the baseball reference page is very appealing or not reference the savant page. L- lots of red. Uh, so to my caveman brain, I say, you know, Ooh, red. Nice. Good. Mm, red. Good. <laughs> yeah. Red. Good. Ooga. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, you know, he's got potential. A good savant page. You know, probably a better signing than Jake Diekman was last year. So, oh, God. I yeah, mean, I think, that's, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, yeah, for me, uh, I'm not going to say that this is the, the, the time when we need to go ahead and get the, the duck boats ready. <laughs> but this is, this is a solid piece to add to the rotation or to the the bullpen rather uh last year with the Mets he pitched 50 innings and had 57 strikeouts so if I'm doing the quick math that's more than one strikeout per inning which is pretty good for a reliever I'll take that any day so uh the ERA is a little bit high but with only so so many outings you know it, it could get you know messed up somehow um eh. It is what it is. He'll be okay, I think. Better than Ryan Brazier coming out of the pen. <laughs> Already have him higher on my uh, bullpen. Your trust meter. Oh, yeah. he's way ahead of him on the trust meter. <laughs> it's going to take a lot for Brazier to uh, to improve him on that. But um, yeah, I I mean I don't. 
you know, it doesn't do anything to make me go, oh, man, that's an awesome signing. But I'm also, like, not offended by it. It's not like – Deakman, I thought, was a little weird last year where it was like, why – why are you giving this guy two years? I don't, I don't understand. It's, um, you know, it's, um, I think it's a 1.5 million for the first year with a, a with an option, a team option that has a five, a, a $500,000 buyout and can be up to 4 million and it can be up to 4 million based on game play games played each season. So if he maxes everything out, it's going to be, it's 8 million, two years. So, you know, that's for your second lefty in your pen. They never really replaced Deakman after trading him, so I kind of see him as the Deakman replacement. You can do worse. You can do worse. I agree. So then the other move that was made um, was a trade, and it was um, they got Hoy Park, former Yankee prospect from the Pirates, um, and they traded prospect Imer Lobo. Imer Lobo. Now, can you guys tell me your favorite Inmer Lobo highlights? Because Twitter was real upset about this one. And I, there were just so many Inmer Lobo highlights for us to talk about. Um, which one was your favorite? Well, I, I think there was that one where... No, go ahead, Ben. Uh, Brandon? Did he freeze? Oh, I think he did, but I thought he was waiting for you. Yeah, so did I. It's hilarious. Oh, okay. Oh, it'll come. No, he just blinked. Wait, he's what? still blinking. I think he's yeah. just screwing with us. Yeah. So, so that was my favorite highlight. <laughs> um. So, in case you hadn't picked up on the bit, um, Inmer Lobo is an 18-year-old lefty who pitched five starts in the Dominican Summer League this year. Now, he did very well in those five starts and then got shut down um, with an injury and never came back. Hoy Park is triple-A depth. He's a left-handed hitting infielder. Um, had a really insane run in triple-A um, in 2021 with when he was still with the Yankees. Um, he, you know, hit around 350, 10 home runs, 455 on base percentage for around 200 plate appearances. Um didn't too great the call up, spent some time in Pittsburgh last year. What's interesting about that move to me was that he was getting DFA'd Park, and the Red Sox could have waited and just given him like an MILB free like signing or something like that, but they didn't want to take the risk that he goes somewhere else. So they actually traded a prospect for him. Not a particularly great prospect, but a prospect. Like they 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 paid something for him that wasn't just money. So that tells me that they at least like him enough to spend on him. What What did you guys think of this move, though, um, Hoy Park in general? So here's the thing, Ed. What, from what I'm gathering from what you're saying here is that he's the Xander Bogarts replacement. That is exactly what I saw Marino Pepin say in one of his tweets. And then get – and then – Oh man, like we 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 have the best fan base. <laughs> can I tell you my favorite thing that came out of that? Um and it, it's honestly one of the best interactions I've ever had on Twitter. Now, you guys don't live around here, so this name isn't going to mean anything to you. But Kevin Lamanowitz went and tweeted, "Sounds like our Xander replacement." Kevin Lamanowitz is the Fox 25 local weather guy. Yikes. <laughs> so, you know, I was just like, 
this is so representative of like the Boston fan base. Even our like our best weatherman is is a troll, and he like responds back to me like I was kidding. And now Kevin Lamadowitz follows me, and I follow him, and it's great. But um, it was like that's that's the state that the fan base is at right now. Um, that we're we're pretty tense, you know, pretty pretty well, tense time. Well, it if, doesn't. Go ahead, Brandon. Sorry. If if I'm being if I'm being honest, and what I. Th- my initial thought whenever uh, the the Hoy Park signing was announced or a trade was announced was that that means that Jeter Downs is probably in conversations to be dealt somewhere else because he would be the Jeter Downs replacement at AAA. That's a really interesting point. Um, the big difference is I think that Downs is right-handed hitting and Park is left-handed hitting, but as far as sure. – Starting at shortstop, yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right about that. Especially if Saint Andre Raphael is going to be getting a game there a week, also like he was at Double A. It's a lot, you know. It's there's not a lot, a lot of at bats to go around, so it is. It makes me wonder if they would just DFA Downs because, like, who's he's at such a such a low point right now in his career? Do you think a team is going to claim him? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Somebody might just because of the pedigree that he's come from being that he came from the Dodgers organization and now the Red Sox organization, they may take a flyer on him and be like, well, he's been with good organizations. At least he's a good clubhouse guy. That's possible. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess you're right. If you have the space, what the hell, why not? You know, he plays second, short, third, you can probably hold on to him if you're the pirates or something like that. But yeah, just uh, his stock really. Talk about a stock fall. Like I never thought we'd be saying that Connor Wong was the best, better prospect they got in that trade for Mookie. Yeah, yeah. pretty wild. You so know what? Sucks. Three, yeah, those are the three big uh, Red Sox moves. But even before this, um, there was the Rule Five, uh, the Rule Five selection. The Red Sox completed their forty-man roster. Um, with a mixture of non-tenders, um, so long to Yu Chang and Franchi Cordero. They were both uh, not-tendered offers that are free agents now. Um, kind of a bummer about Franchi. I always thought he was... I, I, I still think that there's something there, but I understand it too. Did you guys have any thoughts on those two guys being let go? Guys, just goodbye to our quadruple-A king. I mean... It's just we're going to miss him hitting fucking moon bombs there in Worcester. I mean. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.
Mayor of Worcester. Mayor of Worcester. Yeah, I mean, from all accounts, he's a great clubhouse guy. You know, just not much of a, you know, good baseball player at the major league level, which not everyone can be. So, yeah, best of luck to him. I mean, it's, don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. It's 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 a kind of a bummer with uh with him because he was the the muse of one of our best t-shirts of the year as well. It's it's very the, true. The man I love Franchi shirt was a hot <laughs> seller over the summer. So uh it's kind of sad that the MILF won't be back. Is there like another guy with an F name we could use for that? Maybe, but at the same time, like it just felt so Franchi. Yeah. No, I think we might have to retire that. Might have to retire that one. Well, it was nice while it lasted. Um, you know, you know who has lasted and is still lasting, though? Um, who got tendered an offer that I don't think anybody was expecting? Although, you know, looking back at it, the Red Sox did uh, signal it a little bit, mentioning his name with uh, Schreiber and Hauken Barnes. Why don't you tell us who it is, Hogdale? Because you know who I'm going to say. We can't get rid of this fucking guy. Like, why is Ryan Brazier still on this roster? What Uh, the fuck? That's right. What went wrong? 35 years old, estimated to be making $2.2 through arbitration this year. Uh, Oh, my God. Had a... You know, I, I was saying this a little bit before the show started. This is a guy that'll have two weeks where he's absolute lockdown, and then one month where he has an ERA above nine. Dude, he's so bad. He's so bad. I don't know how he keeps, um, like, listen, like, I'm sure he was hitting 98 on his fastball in September still. He apparently worked a sinker into it, but 35 years old and asking for presumably over $2 million, it's surprising. Um, how, how do you feel about this, Brandon? <laughs> Because you're uh, just, just, just from that, that looks like a, what's it called? A thousand mile stare. <laughs> well, I know last year we coined the moniker DFazier for Ryan Brazier. I was looking to see when we started saying that. And according to Twitter, it looks like we were saying that before July. <laughs> Of the 2022 season. And the fact that he's still on this team really rubs me the wrong way. I don't understand how a guy that can be good for two weeks and then absolutely terrible for 140 games can maintain a job in Major League Baseball. Much less on the Boston Red Sox, but here we are. I just don't get it, man. I don't understand the fixation. This man must have blackmail. Like, what what did Bloom do in his spare time that Brazier has pictures of? That's what's the really concerning thing. Like, what are we doing here? I mean, is it Bloom or is it Cora? Because Cora doesn't seem to ever hold back using him in key spots when, you know, maybe he doesn't he hasn't done enough to deserve that recently, you know, like he was great in 2018. Um, and he was very good down the stretch run in 2021. They used him like four days in a row and they really badly needed wins to get to the playoffs. But 
boy, was he not reliable in 2022. That was not a good bullpen. And I, I think that there's a real case that he was the worst part of it. I think, who would you take of the three? Okay. Juris Familia, Hansel Robles, Ryan Brazier. Who was the worst of the three? Uh, man. Robles was a tragedy at the beginning of the year. <laughs> he was supposed to be the closer, remember? He was like yeah. legitimately, cape, like we were talking about him being the closer. We were all so high on him just because of how you know good a stint he had the year before going into the playoffs and in that those playoffs in 2021. But God, he was so bad in 2022. Like just horrific. I'd say probably Robles is the worst of the three. Oh, I, can see, I actually, even... I actually say Familia, but it's, I think I might take Robles over, over Brazier. Cause I think Robles still has a higher ceiling. Honestly, I can't even remember the jury's Familia era. Like it's, been erased from my brain. It feels like an ancient time from long ago. I only remember it because I was lobbying so hard for Zach Kelly to get called up, and I was so sure he was about to get called up. And then they brought Jurist Familia over Zach Kelly. Yeah, that was a thing, wasn't it? Jesus Christ. Yeah, that happened. Ugh. I, th- I really... think... Go ahead, I man, think I take. I think I take Hansel Robles over Brazier. But not by much. It's close. It's very close. It's a competitive, a, a competitive match of who sucks more, <laughs> and I think Brazier edges them out in the sucking category. Now, did you guys have on, on a more optimistic note? Because you know, like that's I'm not as mad about the Brazier thing just because it's like, oh, he's a random reliever. But I do understand the confusion. I do absolutely understand the confusion, especially when the team has said all this stuff about, you know, like, oh, we need to improve our arms and bringing back the guy that was kind of representative of the bullpen struggles last year, him and Matt Barnes. But, you know, Barnes, I understand why he's still there. And he had a good second half, at least. Brazier? Brazier had a near six ERA out of the pin. Not not ideal. No. No, not I. Not not that. That is less than ideal. Um, but you know, the the other thing that it comes back to, I think, for the confusion is who got left unprotected from the Rule Five draft as a result of it. Because um, that's the other part of the the equation here. There were five mm-hmm. players that the Red Sox chose to protect uh, to be added to the forty man guys from the minor leagues, and they were uh, Sadon Rafaela, to the surprise of nobody. Yeah, that uh, was a, that was a a given. Yeah, very safe bet, guys. You know, around a top one hundred prospect in all of baseball right now, according to Sox prospects, fourth in the system. So that's pretty good. His defense is already major league ready. Plays Gold Glove center field. Very good shortstop. He's somebody that's going to have a major league career. The question is just what's his role going to be? Is he going to be a utility guy, or is he going to be part of a platoon? Is he going to be a starter? Um. But then also on that list, uh, Brandon Walter, left-handed pitcher, friend of the show. He came on uh, a couple weeks ago and, you know, recommended me a really good cheesesteak spot in Philadelphia. So thank you, Brandon Walter. Um, I think he's really, like, even before coming on, he was eight, he's eighth in the system um, on Sox prospects. Good left-handed arm, does not walk anybody. Ceiling of maybe a number three starter, but 
your floor strike throwing uh, strike throwing relief pitcher and left handed. If he stays healthy, he's going to be a piece of this bullpen. Um, same kind of goes with Chris Murphy, another left-handed arm, AAA, uh, still a starter for right now. A lot of people think he's going to be a multi-inning reliever, but, you know, 24, 25 years old, left-handed, they don't have a lot of those. He's somebody that would get taken. The last two spots came as sort of surprises, and the first was uh, Willier Abreu, who is an outfielder, one of the guys they got in the Christian Vazquez trade. Hit fine, didn't do well in the um, in the the Arizona Fall League, but he's somebody that I wasn't sure they were going to protect. I guess like you know you don't want to lose your investment that you just made. They also added Emmanuel Valdez to the forty man, but that was to keep him out of free agency because uh, he would have that's where he would have gone. Um, last pick though came as a surprise to everybody. Um, maybe not. I didn't see him on any lists for who the Red Sox were going to protect. And that's David Hamilton. Um, do you guys remember Hamilton at all? He I, he stole a lot of bases. That's what I remember about David Hamilton. <laughs> 70 bases in, in, in um, for the Sea Dogs. Part of the uh, the Hunter Renfro trade, who um, he got traded again, so now you can say which one with the, the Hunter Renfro trade. Uh, but... Yeah, he was also protected. I think that that, you know, with what you were saying before about playing shortstop in uh, AAA, Brandon, yeah, that does kind of bring some questions about Jeter Downs because you could say, oh, well, they moved Jeter Downs to second base. David Hamilton's your second baseman, and he's going to be have to get some playing time. So, yeah, yep. it does create an interesting roster crunch there. Uh, but he wasn't expected to get protected. The guy that was expected to get protected that didn't, I think, uh, that caught everybody off guard was Thad Ward, who's a uh, right-handed starting pitcher. I think of that if he gets lost in the uh, Rule 5 draft after coming back from Tommy John surgery, pitching pretty well in double-A this year, pitching, getting hurting his oblique, but pitching reasonably well in the Arizona Fall League, if he's taken in the Rule 5 draft and Ryan Brazier is still on the roster, I think that you're going to see some people getting pretty pissed off about that. Whether they're right to, whether they've actually heard of Thad Ward prior to this happening, that's something totally different. But um, he's a legitimate, he's like a legitimate pitching prospect. So I was surprised to see him off the list there. Um any thoughts on this, guys? I know I just did a lot of talking about something that I get excited about, but might not be uh, the most mainstream. I mean, yeah. I, I really, uh, I think you... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I cannot think of the word that I'm thinking of. You expressed yourself very well. You made your thoughts well known. Uh, and yeah, I mostly agree pretty much what you said. Yeah, I, I I think the point you were making about Thad Ward specifically is is pretty interesting because it it does kind of seem like a gamble. Uh, looking at Baseball Reference, he didn't have the greatest numbers in in minor leagues coming off of an injury, and then plus added the oblique injury on top of it. I think Red Sox brass is probably banking on other teams passing on him because of the injury history and not having solid stats and hoping that he'll slide through uh, and be a force because they know what they've got in the kid and uh, hopefully they can slide him through. But still, 
having Ryan Brazier on this team is still inexcusable. It really <laughs> is. It really is. How the fuck is he still here, dude? I just um, don't understand. God. You know, the, the, you know, he told Gary Sanchez to shut the fuck up and get into the box. I guess that uh, that Man, that's, that's good enough. Water. That's good enough, I guess. <laughs> I mean, well, Hogdale could do that, so. True. Why haven't you done that yet, Hogdale? I don't know, man. I'm just, you know, I'm too nice. I'm just too, too nice, nice to be a guy. Especially guy, you know, the opposing teams, man. Now, can I bring up something real quick as a sidestep in Absolutely. general? Because we've talked about how, like, you know, like the Red Sox moves that have been made so far have been minor, but that's a theme throughout all of baseball right now is no real major moves have been made. Does baseball have, like, the worst free agency setup of all the major sports by, like, a landslide? Like, genuinely. Oh, that's a good question. It's that's so a really good bad. question. It's so bad. I would say it is consistent with the product. There is a lot of anticipation in baseball. And there's a lot of anticipation in the free agency market because Jesus Christ, this is moving slow. Well, everybody always expects as soon as free agency opens up for there to be a plethora of moves and a lot of major things that happen. When in baseball, we know that's not the reality. You remember during the lockout phase, like, you know, obviously nothing happened during lockout, but as soon as the lockout was back in or taken off or it was open back up or however you say that uh, everyone expected moves to be coming. We even did a special episode of the pesky report because we thought while we were live, there were going to be a ton of moves going on that we could talk about. And there was nothing, nothing at all happened during that. I think hour and a half that we were on the podcast waiting on something to happen. It wasn't until a few days later that even some of the bigger names started to fall and with free agency opening up essentially after the world series is over, you can't expect that these big chips are going to be moved that quickly, especially not before the winter meetings and all that stuff. Whenever uh, the GMs will all get together, that's whenever all the magic starts to happen is when the GMs all get into one room together and you sit there and you're like, Hey, guy sitting across the table from me, what do you have? What do I have? Let's make a deal. Counterpoint, you have the internet and you have phones. Get off your fat, lazy asses and fucking do something. Dude, it sucks that we're just like sitting here literally like over a month after the season has ended. And we're like, oh yeah, Jolie Rodriguez. Oh man, what a signing. Oh, Oh my God. Whoa, holy shit. (laughs) Fucking, I don't know, man. It just sucks. And the NFL when free agency happens, fucking blitz. Dudes are flying flying off, getting signed left and right. Same thing with the NBA. Uh, Same thing with the first few days of hockey's free agency. And baseball, though, no. These GMs are, like, genuinely as fat and lazy as I am. It's nuts. There was one move that kind of came out of nowhere, I thought, which was Tyler Anderson at the qualifying off for deadline being like, <laughs> just kidding, I'm going to the Angels, which has there ever been a more Angels move than that? Bringing oh in God. Tyler Anderson of all of the free agency pitchers you could have, the guy who had one good year and has an injury history and is in his 30s. I can just see him being like, okay, Mike, we're going to bring in some, some talent <laughs> this offseason. Don't you worry. Here it is. Tyler Anderson is the quintessential angel pitcher. It just, 
My God. It's if you you remember CJ Wilson. We brought in a a lefty that's uh, not as good as CJ Wilson. You thought Dylan Bundy was good. Well, we got (laughs) news for you, buddy. You see this? (laughs) It's Dylan Bundy three years later. (laughs) We're bringing him back. That that hasn't happened yet, but he is a free agent. It's Um, gonna. You guys did see that Mike uh, Clevenger got signed today. Yeah. I did see he got signed. Where was it? Uh, the Mets? Uh, White Sox. White Sox. White Sox. Oh, so he's going to be over there with uh, with one of your co-podcasters at the Baseball is Boring podcast, Joe oh, Kelly. Oh, yeah. Mr. Uh, Mr. Joe Kelly. Yeah. That's actually a really good landing spot for Clevenger. And like, it is. Because they really know how to work with pitchers down there. And that could really help him revitalize uh, his career and help him, you know, maybe get another big payday in a few years. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a one-year deal, 8 million base with some incentives, but like it's a good rotation there. They've got uh, a one, two, three that he's not going to be a part of. They've got uh, Dylan Cease, Lance Lynn and uh, Lucas uh, Giolito. So it's a low, it's a very low pressure spot for him. You have Mike Clevenger as your, as your number four starter. You're in pretty decent shape. Assuming the White Sox don't get injured to shit, their rotation should be really fun this next year. Because uh, shouldn't um, – who am I thinking of right now? Well, one, Garrett Crochet should be back, right? Or is he still like a half a year away because of TJ or whatever? It's kind of tough to tell. And I – for some reason, I thought he was going to be coming back as a reliever. But if you have him as your number five starter, I mean, that's that's pretty great. That's a situation I, mean, I think most teams want to be in. I know it would be either him or Kopech because I think Kopech would be back too because I know he got hurt last year. Yeah, actually – Wow, they have a lot of who's their who's their closer? Because I remember Kendall Graveman being in their pen. I remember that they traded for uh, Deekman for some reason. They traded Reese McGuire and uh, Lance Broadway for uh, for Deekman. Still Hendricks down there, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Hendricks. That's the one. I knew they had somebody that was a, a relatively big name. Yeah, Kopech will be back. They're getting a next year, so they got some young guys in there too. Some young arms, some electric arms down there in Chicago. How are you guys feeling, just back to the Red Sox, how are you guys feeling about uh, Xander right now, the Xander Bogart situation? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Where are you? Hang on. Well, let's 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 put this as on like a rating. Actually, no, Brandon, you go. Well, if you notice behind me, and for those that are watching on YouTube that can actually see my jersey display behind me, I have the jersey numbers turned around of the players that are currently there. The blue jersey that just says Boston 
across the front is a Xander Bogarts jersey. He, I feel like, has one foot in and one foot out. Um, and I think the money is going to dictate where he goes, not necessarily his his loyalty to Boston or anything like that. I think if if the Red Sox will make a, a legitimate offer, he will stay. But if somebody comes along and offers more money, he's gone. Mookie 2.0 in that regard. <laughs> but man, like it's just um like with the the Devers situation, I'm getting more and more confident per day that's going to be done very soon. Like all the reports indicate that that's heading towards a resolution. Xander, I get more worried every day, man. Like it just all the 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 omens seem to point that he's going to walk. And it, it's, it, some teams that are, that are interested in, are just kind of confusing to me, but they also kind of make sense. Like, the, I heard the Padres are interested. It's like, are you guys really that down on Tatis? You're that down on him? I don't know, man. That seems like you're jumping the gun a bit. The dude's a bit immature, but fuck. I mean, he's got the ability to hit 40 home runs and play a really solid shortstop. Like, it seems like you're bailing on him a bit too early. And the Phillies I, need to fuck off. I'm tired of them. Stop. He's ours. Get your so own. He, yeah. <laughs> I think with the Padres, think about who Xander's agent is and how many guys on the Padres he represents. I think he's That's just using point. them to draw to, to continue bidding, like increasing the bidding there. Dr- I do think price. it's coming down between the Phillies and the Red Sox. I've seen some people say that the Red Sox are just doing paying lip service. It's been an awful lot of lip service if that's what's going on here with it. So I do think that they genuinely want him back. I can see Dombrowski going after him too, but I get the feeling that Trey Turner's going to end up in Philadelphia. So I'm, I don't know. I really, I'm cautiously, I'm at, if we were doing like betting odds or whatever, I'm 51% on him returning to the Red Sox, 49 on him leaving. Just because it makes too much sense for him to stay here, like from a team building perspective. I, I feel like, I feel like the Devers and Bogarts thing is kind of in tandem. I think that if the Red Sox can lock down Devers long-term, then it would be um, easier for Xander to want to come back and play in Boston. Likewise, I think if the Red Sox are able to get Bogey to stay, it will be easier to get Devers to ink a a long-term extension. I think those two want to play together. And if, if you're able to make that happen to where both are happy, then you can at least shore up the left side of your infield for years to come. Plus, you've got a, a very good second baseman in Trevor Story, so your infield talent is going to be next level. Oh, yeah, and we have a, a guy named Tristan Casas who can hit absolute bombs and play a pretty good first base. I, I, it makes too much sense to try to keep both of them on the squad. And I know the plan B or C is to bring in somebody like a a Correa, who is a very good MLB talent and a very good player in his own right. But for me personally, I think Xander Bogarts is the better fit for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, and I 
you know, a lot you see a lot of people being like, oh, they're spending money on this guy, they're spending money on that guy. It doesn't really matter how much you spend on a guy if they're not the right guy. Yeah. Um and that's that's the hard part of roster construction. But I think that Bogarts is the right guy. I think that there's value to continuity. Nobody's irreplaceable. I, I disagree with that idea that like you have to give the guy whatever they want. Sure. But I think you give them something that makes sense for you and they make sense for them. And you try to build yeah. from there. Um, and, you know, like, say, here's a question for you guys. If Bogarts walks, who's your top pick for them to bring in? You can pick anybody. Trey Turner. I think Correa would be more likely, honestly. Although I would love Trey Turner. Either one of them I'd be really happy with. I think they'd go after Carlos Correa. Correa makes the I, most sense to me, but I I think I think Turner's the better player, but I think here here's why I think that they would go after Correa, and it's his relationship with Cora. It's the relationship with Cora. It's that other teams might be, you know, trepidatious to give him a little trepidatious to give him uh a deal over four or five years because of his injury history. So that will scare some teams away in terms of the AAB. And, you know, the Red Sox would probably be will, be willing to give him anywhere from the range of 25 to $30 million a year for four or five years. It's... I'd, I, would, I would prefer Turner just because you would have a base-stealing tandem of Turner and Story that would be unlike anything the Red Sox have ever seen. Pretty much any time one of those dudes gets on the base, you can, you can send them and they're going to go. And yeah. excellent, excellent defense from Trey Turner and a, an all-around good approach to hitting. So, yeah, very athletic between the both of them. There would be be very fun to watch those two play. Yeah. There are other holes in the team, though. Um, so, besides shortstop and that whole situation, who, what do you guys think with right field? Who who do you what are you hearing? Who do you want to see out there? <laughs> it's just it's kind of tough right because i'm thinking like who's on the roster right now obviously you'd have kike obviously you'd have a uh, your ref snyder verdugo and there's rumors that they want to deal verdugo and i just please don't please don't real do that rumors though like where are you hearing that from people on twitter or are you like hearing that from like 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 john Heyman or whoever it probably was john it, Heyman, it, to be fair <laughs> <laughs> and and if they are people on twitter are they are they actual verified people or $8 verified people? Because I've noticed there's a very big difference in the uh, the reporting that's coming out on Twitter these days. Listen, I, I will not have you question the integrity of Hugh Janus. He's a hell of a reporter <laughs> and fucking he earned that that verified uh, badge. How dare you? Hugh Janus. I, I respect him. I, I respect him. I love the man. Hotdale's murder account confirmed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, but uh, it's just tough because, because man, the, uh, the outfield market sucks this year. The, it's really not good. Like outside of what, like Brandon Nemo at the top end. And even well, like judge, judge, obviously we're not getting yeah. judge. I mean, that's in well, my head. No, it's not fucking, not. it's not happening. No. I would. He's a giant. I'm, I'd laugh so hard if we did somehow find a way to sign judge and I would lord it over Yankee fans for eternity, but it's not going to happen. He's a giant. Uh, let's not kid ourselves and or a Met one of the two. Mets would be pretty funny. That'd be, Mets would be really funny, 
But like yeah, outside of like Judge and like afterwards Nemo, like this free agency class kind of stinks. It's pretty bad. It's not deep at all. Like, do you want to maybe take a flyer on a guy like a Michael Conforto? Like, maybe. But I mean, I like Brandon Nemo if they could get him. But it sounds like the money he might be commanding is a bit absurd for the caliber player he is, which is like a B plus guy kind of guy, B people, B two B plus kind of guy. So I uh, just I'm conflicted. Well, well- what would you think on a flyer on a guy like Kevin Kiermeyer? He's he's played in the division for years, free agent, probably in pretty well with Heim. Didn't we have Kiermeyer last year when he was Jackie Bradley Jr.? I was going to say it literally would just be Jackie Bradley Jr. again. I mean that's true, but you know at, at less money, yeah. which you know in, in some ways is fine, but at some point also we are trying to fill a weakness here of some kind. Honestly, I think if the hole at outfielder would probably get filled with a trade of some kind, because I really don't, I don't really see it with this free agency market. It ain't it. Yeah. It ain't it, Chief. <laughs> and just to clarify, last year, Kiermeyer had a 3.7 war and Jackie had a negative 1.7. So That's there's nuts. about a, there, there's about a four war increase over Jackie Bradley. Dude, how bad was Jackie at the plate last year? Holy oh, he was shit. terrible. He, he was absolutely <laughs> terrible. My God. I mean, the, didn't Kiermaier, like, blew out his hip or something and ended up missing pretty significant time? But when he was healthy, uh-huh. that defense was chef's it's, kiss. Yeah, it's, it's, it's elite. Uh, my, my question is, what about DH? JD's gone. Like, yeah. what is what is going to be that situation? Is it going to be to where something to where Bobby Dahlback is your opening day DH? I will kill myself. It's just that how are simple. you gonna do it with that with the with with bleach just not existing anymore? Because I know I I drank it dry. It's really is a tragedy. But dude, if Bobby Jalbeck is our th, please, I don't even want to think about that. That's upsetting. You're you're upsetting me with that kind of thought. Honestly, like uh, they might give a few guys a shot. Uh, obviously, they might uh just use the dh spot for anyone who needs a rest day for a little while. You know, rotate it between. Uh, you know, Devers, Cassis, or, you know, even Story or whatever throughout the year. You could to do that. You could bring in a guy like a Jose Abreu, like a, like Edson Bang in the drum for, which I wouldn't hate. I mean, especially like as a platoon with him and Cassis, you know, one playing first base that day, the other one playing DH. I, I think that's pretty appealing. Or you could have some guys in your system who, you know, maybe like their hit tool and their power quite a bit, you know, like an Emmanuel Valdez, maybe give him a little will try out there at DH because isn't that what uh he's there for right now? Because he's kind of kind of rakes, kid kind of rakes. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's thinking out of the box a little bit. Um, idea. I, I'm curious what you guys would think of this because I saw this tossed around and at first I was like, that's stupid. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, actually, and that's Wilson Contreras. Three catchers on the on the twenty six man, but you use Contreras as a DH the days that he isn't catching. That's that's galaxy brain level thinking right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't hate it. I mean, right? Like it kind of you're like thinking you're like what, and then you're like, huh? Like I'm thinking about it right now. I'm gonna take huh. a look at a. I mean, he's not a bad hitter at all. Like, it's a, I think that's he's a played some outfield bat. also. You know, you take away the wear and tear on his knees by only having him catch. Because, like, I mean, would you guys feel comfortable with McGuire and Wong going into the season as your catcher? I kind of would. 
that's the thing is like I'm okay with the catching situation. A lot of people like want to get a better catcher, but also in any time I've seen Connor Wong, he's been completely acceptable. I mean, that's a he belongs in the major leagues. And yeah. Reese obviously was really good last year, and he, obviously you don't really know if he can hold up that level of play, but it's not terrible. It's not by far like not a weakness on the team. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I I feel like catcher isn't the biggest hole that the Red Sox need to fill in this offseason. I would be a-okay with either one of them, Wong or McGuire, being the opening day starter. The 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 thing about the Wilson Contreras uh, scenario that you pitched was he's going to be he's going to demand a lot of money in free agency. And I think that money is better allocated somewhere else the on this team <laughs> yeah. than, than to bring in a guy that's that's a big name that uh, is, is basically going to be a full-time player but rotate a bunch of different positions to try to fill multiple holes in the team. Um, I would much rather fill in – positions in the bullpen or the rotation with that money than uh, to, to spend it on another catcher. That's a good point. And I, it actually brings us to my next question, which is um, starting Jacob pitching DeGrom. obviously was an issue last year. I've been hearing that um, this was earlier today. Rob Bradford made a tweet that um, the market is picking up with Nathan Eovaldi and Matt Strom. Mm. What do you think is going to happen with those two? Oh, I, I wouldn't hate to have uh, Ivaldi back, as, especially on um, maybe a, a two-year deal or something like that. Low, low AAV. Um, I wouldn't hate that at all, but I would really, really love it if the Red Sox would just go ahead and announce that they have signed Senga. Yes, that. That would instantly replace one of these jerseys on the on the wall. As is Ed, we need to have some sort of poll. You can you can put it up on your Twitter because you have a lot more feed than I do, or a lot yeah. more uh, eyes on your product. But I need to figure out who my starting five are, are going to be this year. Oh, I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. So is that just which five jerseys there should be? Yeah. Yeah, which five jerseys should I use as my display for the 2023 season? I think we have, to wait. we have to wait until spring training for that because yeah. there's going to be more moves. So if they sign Senga, that's one spot right there. Yeah, I, I think I think Cassis is is a lock too. Oh, I, I love Tristan Cassis. I'm actually pretty glad they shut him down for the winter too, just like so they don't force him. Yeah, yeah just just rest and yeah. get ready to, to come and mash balls at spring training. 100%. Exactly. I cannot wait to see the the Tristan Cassis breakout this year. He's he's gonna fucking mash. He's so good. I am gonna say one thing with him though, with Cassis, and it's that I would not be surprised if he starts the season at Triple A. I would fucking murder someone in the organization if he starts at Triple A. No, stop. Stop. I'm not saying. Well, can I just explain? (laughs) Can I explain to you? No. Yeah. He, He missed ten weeks last year. He's missed a. The entire he was supposed to catch up with his at bats during the offseason, but he's got three games in before hurting his knee, and they were like, "Okay, the MRI is fine. We're not going to risk this." 
So he hasn't gotten that many at bats at the AAA level. If he comes into spring training and isn't look like not that he's if he's making hard contact and just like hitting into bad luck, uh, whatever. But if he just looks lost at the plate in spring training, I think they might give him a month or something to kind of get. I mean, you have Hosmer there if they don't trade him. You know, like you can fill in for like a month there, and I think that if that happens, the uh, Red Sox Twitter is actually going to just implode on itself. But I think that it's more possible than people are are saying. If he isn't there for opening day, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> I, I can just imagine Red Sox Twitter completely melting down if your your opening day roster has Bobby Dahlbeck. As, <laughs> no. as the first baseman. No. Oh, I don't think it would be Bobby. No. I think it would be Hosmer, but, you know, similar no. sentiments. <laughs> okay, well, then Bobby will be the DH. <laughs> Stop. No. Which, uh... honestly, honestly, I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea to have Bobby as one of those guys that could get looked at for the DH role. I think the reason that his bat started to slip a lot last season and and in 2021 for that matter was because he was focused so much on trying to be a fielder as well if you can let that dude just focus on one thing and that's hitting the ball as far as he can i think he would be better i just want bobby dahlbeck to stop going on his trajectory as slightly better michael chavis like it's such a tragedy that that is where it's at right now it's fair uh, it, I just don't want to be on this ride anymore. Like, get get off. No, I, I'm I'm hoping for him because by all indications, Bobby Talbeck is an amazing teammate and a great dude. And it's just he just kind of stinks. He stunk last year, like really bad. So <laughs> I think I, I he'd be the that. first to acknowledge that. Yeah. So oh, sorry, Brandon. I, I just I was scrolling through the list of the the free agents and I just had a, a question. Yeah. What would you guys think about one of the the additions to the outfield bringing back Andrew Benintendi? Wouldn't hate it. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment, bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoiced. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.
I would I wouldn't hate it. I just think it's kind of funny to think of it. It would be kind of funny. <laughs> um I'd be fine with it, honestly. He's fine. Like, you know, like he he's not what people thought he was gonna be, but it's fine. He's like the fourth best outfielder available. He you know? he's like quintessential he's guy. He yeah, just he's is fine. such a guy. <laughs> he's a, he's he's a baseball player. He's he's twenty eight years old. He had a, a four point five war last season. Yeah, high he batting all star. No power, high batting average. Yeah. yeah it was when he when he tried to bulk up was whenever he lost that ability to to hit for contact. So I I think it would be okay. He would be a good um, you know, he's not gonna set the world on fire. Again, don't cue the duck boats, but I think that's that's a piece that could help fill the need of a solid outfielder. Oh, and people could shut up the hell up about that trade now too. That would oh be no, it, that that would get worse because it'd be like, see, you DFA'd Franchi, you wasted years of Benny's career. He could have been <laughs> here the whole time, kid. Yeah, but we got Winkowski, who I love. I, I think is going to be That's part true. of the bullpen. So the truth of the matter about all of this is that Noah Syndergaard is going to be a Red Sox, and we all just don't know it yet. I could see that happening. Oh, and here she is for her regular cameo. Uh, hi, Yo. Penny. Penny, let's yeah, go. This is this really does happen once per episode. It happens during interviews. It happens during during regular episodes. It, uh, Penny loves to give me a kiss in the middle of an episode. So hi, Penny. Oh, now she wants me to rub her belly. So I will do that. Huge, huge, if uh, true. <laughs> now, final topic. We've been on this for almost an hour with Red Sox. We're going to move away. Look at the national scene for something real quick, and that's the uh, the new Hall of Fame ballot was recently revealed. Do you guys need a refresher on it? You want me to read off who, who the new guys are? Sure, go ahead. I know Carlos okay. Beltran's one of them. The new players on the list are Bronson Arroyo, Carlos Beltran, Matt Cain, R.A. Dickey, Jacoby Ellsbury, Andre Ethier, J.J. Hardy, John Lackey, Mike Napoli, Johnny Peralta, Francisco Rodriguez, Houston Street, Jared Weaver and Jason Worth. So, what a weak crop of like right? people to be added not... to the Hall of Fame ballot. So, I think that there's one pretty obvious for who's gonna who should who's going to be on the ballot next year at least, and that's Beltran, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, it frustrates me that he probably isn't going to get in like in if this year or for a few years because a few losers are going to hold the Astros shit against him, and oh. I don't appreciate it. No, I mean, I stop. don't think he was. Uh, I don't think he was a slam dunk, no matter what. I think he deserves to get in. He's one of the I greatest postseason. He, he always seemed ever. like kind of like a like a Craig Biggio three year, five year type to me. Listen, like uh, obviously, if David Ortiz got in last year, and we were all very happy about it. One of the reasons that David Ortiz got in is because by all uh, metrics, he's pretty much like one of the one or two best postseason hitters ever by a lot. So the other guy in that conversation for the one or two best postseason hitter ever is Carlos Beltran to go look at his numbers. So I don't know, man. Like, I got a lot of respect for Carlos Beltran. Dude was insanely clutch, was really, really good for a long, long time. I I just think the man should get his respect. It might take him a few years, but I really think he should be in. I I agree. Beltran is, is probably the most likely candidate to be uh... – eventually elected to the hall of fame. I don't think there are any standout first ballot guys on here, 
But a guy that's an interesting case that I think will be on for a few years at least is uh, Francisco Rodriguez. I was thinking the same thing. For him to get in, a few other guys have to get in first, though. Like Wagner has Wagner. to get in. Sure. Wagner 100% deserves to be in. And for some reason, like, there's just this hatred of relief pitchers at or the Baseball Hall of Fame. Except like, Rivera. Yeah, because in their opinion, like, only Mariano Rivera deserves to get in as a closer because he's the only one who's ever been that valuable to his team to which i would reply like yeah obviously mo's the greatest closer ever he deserves to be there but you're really gonna omit like an entire position except for the best one to ever do it as from the hall of fame in general like what there have been a few guys that have gotten in i will push back a little bit trevor hoffman got in um sutter i think got in i think he was a closer is raleigh fingers in the hall of fame Yes. Mr. Mu- Mr. Yes. Champion Mustache. It's not yeah. very many, though. So I completely agree with you. And of repeat and, candidates. And you have, a lot, you, you have a lot of those guys that they they were starters and then became bullpen arms later in their career or maybe came up as a bullpen and then became a starter that are in the Hall of Fame. Guys like uh, um, Eck, John Smoltz, people like that, that kind of dual-hatted. Yeah. Yeah, and like... Uh, yeah, Wagner should 100% be in. After he gets in, when you look at the numbers, how everything stacks up, I mean, really, Papelbon should be in, like, based on, like, his pure dominance on, at his peak and just the, the volume of saves he had. He, I was looking at Papelbon recently, um, and it really is impressive just how good he was at his peak. I don't... the pro, He retired so young, though, that I just don't know if he had, like, the the period of dominance needed. But I don't think he's one that like I actually would have to think about, you know. But but yeah, man. I mean, I just I'm for more love for relievers in like in general because like yeah, K. Rod definitely like, or yeah. I mean, I just it's tough. I think he should definitely get in eventually, but obviously Wagner has to get in first. So I'm gonna read off to you guys the returning list, and you're gonna tell me if you would vote for them or not. Okay. It, it pisses me off that Bonds and Clemens aren't on this list. Because, oh, uh, me too. But they're, they're at least on the um, – and we can talk about that quick after we're done with this too. Um, Bobby Abreu. That's so no. tough. N- no, I guess, but he was really – I'll hear the argument, but no. Yeah, he's, it's going to be a no for me, dog. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mark Burley. No. Uh, a perfect game – Perfect game doesn't justify voting to the Hall of Fame. He's quintessential Hall of Very Good. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's that, that's very fair. Uh, Todd Helton. Yes. What do you got, Brandon? Flip a coin. Yeah. <laughs> I See who that. else you're voting for if you have the space yeah. for it. He's a yes from me, because I just remember when Nomar hit 372 and won the AL batting title in 2000, Helton hit 372 and won the batting title in the National League. He was, I feel like people look down a little bit on his numbers because he was with Colorado, but boy, could he hit, and boy, was he a good fielder. It's the same Um, reason that Larry Walker got boned for so long. Yeah. Uh, Torrey Hunter. No. 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 That's 2013, though. True. Yeah. Andrew Jones. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, initially, the first couple of years, I was like, oh, he's kind of overrated. And then, like, you mix in the power and just how good he was defensively. I've switched. I say yes. 
Well, yeah, because when you look at his defensive numbers, almost all the metrics agree he's probably one of the two or three best center fielders defensively ever. And then also he hit 400 home runs. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Put him in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, final year on the ballot, Jeff Kent. No. Looking at second baseman, like stacking Jeff Kent's numbers up, like all time with other second baseman, I think I got to say yes. Yeah. I, I, it's I'd say yes also. I think he's the best hitting second baseman of his generation. His defense wasn't as good as Robbie Alomar. More power, though. What an MVP. Brought Barry Bonds as wigman. Yeah, I say yes on Kent. Uh, it's entirely positional, though. Like, really, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, if he was like a first baseman, no. And it's not yeah, like he was a not. fielder or anything. Like, I, I understand why people say no on him. I yeah. just personally like him. Uh, Andy Pettit. No, I think. Probably no. It's It's hard to say no. Well, if, if I'm argument. one, if I'm one of the writers that gets to vote on this, and I'm also one of the ones that voted 99% for Derek Jeter and 100% for Mariano <laughs> Rivera, it's hard to say no for Andy Pettit, who was also on all of those Yankee teams. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, I think that the one thing against Pettit is the HGH stuff that came out. But to his credit, he admitted it before it became a big thing. Um, And I think that that's made people a lot more forgiving to him. And like, I don't really care about the HGH stuff. It's just that, you know, look at his career numbers. And yeah, he was pretty good for a while. And he had one amazing year looking at this. But uh, I mean, I'd hear the argument if you wanted to put him in, you know, if you want. (laughs) Next one I'm putting together for this because you kind of have to, and that's Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez. Absolutely to fucking A-Rod. Fucking absolutely. It's an embarrassment he wasn't in first ballot. It, it's it's a shame that he didn't get to uh, 700. It, it is. It, it, it's, yeah. it's a tragedy that the Yankees just wouldn't play him the last, like, what, two weeks of his career. Um, because on a that, not good Yankee team, too. That was not a good On a not Yankee good team. Yankee team why not let him go out there and get that milestone? Um, he should be in just like bond should be in just like Clemens should be in, but who are we? We're just, we're just three guys on a podcast. It's yeah. just, it's just asinine. I, I don't care that Alex Rodriguez was an asshole from the majority of his career. I really don't. There are wife beaters and probable murderers in the hall of fame and also rapists. I don't care. <laughs> was it true speaker actually in the clan? I'm not joking about that I'm going to look it up and you're probably right Um, so anyway I I I I just I feel like if OJ Simpson can still be in the National Football Hall of Fame then uh, why not let somebody that that stuck a needle into themselves be in the Baseball Hall of Fame like it's 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 asinine A-Rod should be in it's ridiculous he might be the greatest shortstop ever everyone stop kidding yourselves Okay, so we just got a few more left now. Uh, Scott Rowland. Yep, absolutely. 
Yeah, yes for me as well on Roland. Third base. I'll go. I'll go. Yes. He's one of those guys where, like, the first time you see him on the ballot, you're like, really? But then you take a closer look. He was a low key guy for most of his career. I mean, dude was just definition of rock steady. Like over excellent fielder too. I think the defense is what puts him over the edge for me. He was part of some great Philly teams. Won a World Series with them. You know, was a key contributor to that World Series team. Yeah. I mean, people just underestimate Scott Rowland because the dude was really low key. I agree. Uh, Jimmy Rollins. No. <laughs> no. Nah. Good player. Paul, very good. Not all of fame. Gary Sheffield. <laughs> this is really tough. I definitely would hear the argument for yes. I understand why people are against him, though, because of just how absolutely tragic he was as a fielder. <laughs> Literally maybe the worst fielder in the history of the game. <laughs> but... I mean, the dude mashed. I'd, I'd hear the argument for yes. I, I don't know. Somebody would have to fact check me on this, but I heard a story about Gary Sheffield where he got shot, went to like baseball practice, and then went to the hospital after that. If that's a true, that's true or if, not, but if that's a true story, then he's definitely in the, 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 the man hall of fame. <laughs> but has there ever been a true journeyman player? that made it to a Hall of Fame? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there have been That's guys. So, I mean, there's so many towards the, the end Hall of careers for players. Like, they bounced from team to team. Gary Sheffield, it seemed like he played on a new team every year. I'm trying to think, because I remember, he. I think he came up with Florida. I know he played for the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Tigers. And I'm sure there were other guys in there, too. There were other teams in there, too. Yeah, Gary Sheffield was on a lot of fucking teams. Jesus. Let's see. Milwaukee. Yep. San, Diego. San Diego, Florida, Florida Marlins, not the Miami Marlins. Yeah. Yep. Dodgers, Braves, Yankees, Tigers, Mets. Mets That's a lot of teams. Uh, Omar Vizquel. Uh, my, my first thought was no. Like, yeah, it's like I'd, I'd hear the argument for yes, but. Probably no for me, and he probably isn't going to get in because of the uh, the re- recent he's a piece of shit uh, news. Yeah, he was borderline for me, like like ah, maybe after ten, like like a Tim Raines ten year guy or something. But after that, it's like no, nah, that's whatever. Someone else can take the vote there. Um, and then last but not least, Billy Wagner. Yes, yes, yes. So that was an easy one. Um, so yeah, that's the Hall of Fame ballot for this year. We'll see. Um, who gets in from that? Do you guys have any predictions on who's going, if anybody is going to get in from that? God, I hate the Baseball Writers Association. <laughs> I really do. We might have a year where no one gets in. Like, genuinely. we might. It, I think I think Scott Rowland might have one of the best chances of getting in. Um, uh, yeah, I, I can see know. Scott Rowland getting in. Um. If if they feel like they have to put people in, then maybe Andrew Jones could could have a, a solid case at it. But I I really hope Andrew Jones gets in too. Yeah, I'd say if anyone, I think it'd be Roland and Jones. I'm gonna go crazy. I'm gonna say it's two, and it's gonna be Roland and Wagner. I hope so, man. I really hope so. He that deserves would be awesome. It. That would yeah. be awesome. There's also the committee vote, um, where people that are no longer on the ballot 
there's like a committee of of their peers that gets to decide, and I think it's yeah. like three, it's sixteen of them, and if three quarters vote for them, and there are four names on that list that are really interesting this year: Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, Fred McGriff. So yeah, do you think know, any of them get in? If if I'm one of the sixteen that gets a vote, then I'm voting all four unanimously. Yes, same. Yeah, hundred percent same. Definitely, Kurt Schilling's definitely going to get in. I mean, he literally like twerked for these guys metaphorically when he said, "You know, I'd rather be put in by my peers." So he's yeah. definitely getting in. How and funny it, would it be if like they were like, "Fuck off, Kurt." Imagine, <laughs> like I don't don't get me. I don't want them to do that, but it would be kind of funny. And again, if Barry Bonds, probably the greatest baseball player who ever lived, and uh. Roger Clemens, one of the five greatest pitchers who ever lived, don't get in again. Like I, I just, I hate everything. <laughs> like, oh, I'll be pissed. I'll be. I thought it was a travesty <laughs> that McGriff didn't get in the first time. Hundred percent. Yeah, and I think Dale Murphy might be on that list. Who's another guy that's kind of interesting, two-time MVP. If Bonds and Clemens don't get in, dude, I swear to fucking God, people's houses need to be burned down. It's it, it's awful. I think we find out about that. Sooner rather than later, I believe. I think that might be winter meetings or something, which starts next week, guys. Yep, yeah. Right up. Dude, every day that Bonds and Clemens aren't in the Hall of Fame, like, the Hall of Fame becomes more and more illegitimate, like, and no one should care about it. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say every day I'm going to drink another can of bleach. No, I drank all of it, remember? Oh, like, that was man, part of the character true. arc. It's all gone. Uh, <laughs> do you, what's your character arc now, Hogdale? What's your my, character arc now? My character arc, fucking, uh, who even knows, man? It's, um, <laughs> it's we figure it out as we go along. Part oh, of the adventure. <laughs> so we've had, uh, you know, any, you know, we're, we're at almost an hour and 15 minutes now. So uh, we're going to wrap up. Do you guys have anything uh, else that you want to, you want to say, get off your chest, talk about before we, uh, we head out? I don't think I'm good. I can't think of anything. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm good. Uh, it's it be- fun, fun to get the gang back together. Yeah, I was yeah, going to the same so. place you were. Yeah, happy to just happy to be back with you guys. So, um, you know, um, I, we, we're not a hundred percent, but we've got a couple of guests that we think are coming back uh, at the end of the week. Um, so the, keep an eye out for those. We've got a couple of Men of Tomorrow episodes that haven't been released, so we'll still have some pesky report products for you guys. Um, and you know, with meetings coming up, I'm sure there will be some more moves. So we'll, uh, we'll be seeing you soon. And, um, you know, happy Thanksgiving again to everybody. So long. Thanks for watching. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Pesky Report. Make sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 